With all the hustle and bustle of life, it's so easy to lose touch. That's why it's nice when there's an important life event, two gods trying to open a rift to hell, to bring us all together. So let's get connected. Send a Gmail, visit someone's house, tear down these walls. We listen to episode 36 of Taz Graduation, so you know what that means. It's time for Talking Taz. Hello everyone and welcome back to Talking Taz, your weekly journey through the worlds of the Adventure Zone graduation. With you as always is me, your host and producer, PJ, and with me as always is my lovely co-host, Lauren. Hello. Lauren, tell me what you thought of this episode. I liked it. This kind of feels like the heist all over again, where we went to do the heist and then, oh no, actually that was just prep work for the heist. Oh no, actually that was just like an aside before the heist. Okay, now we're doing the heist. It feels very much like that, but it makes sense, right? Because we're going up to the final battle, essentially. Lauren, as someone who has opened many things, you know (laughs) it's not as simple as just getting there. There's a lot of work that goes along the way. Yes always and that's what these boys are going through this is their week of rehearsals this is their week of overnight rehearsals to make sure that they're ready to go before the big performance sure we're on the precipice of opening day Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean they're not going to throw in one last rehearsal and we're going to have to scramble to find cast for tomorrow morning (laughs) because they threw in a last minute one yeah that's true yeah no it totally makes sense i did have a good time And I'm excited to see where it continues to go from here. I'm just so ready for a fight. But it's kind of like that whenever you do open something or you bring something new into the world where there's just this period of waiting, 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 waiting. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's here. Yeah. And I I will say, like, I kind of don't mind because like the second the fight happens, it's over. Right. Like, yeah, that's true. That's it. And obviously we're like right there. Yeah. Because as we're recording this, episode 38, the finale just dropped. It did. And we have not obviously listened to it because we're listening to these as we record this. Mm-hmm. So we don't know what happens no. in the next episode or the finale. But we do know that this is there. Like, right, we have this episode. But so wild, th- recording this and listening to this, knowing that there's only two episodes after this. So, like, I don't mind because I know that we're so close to the end. Yeah. You know? And we have to savor what we have. Exactly. Because after that, graduation is just gone. It's going to be over. It's like an NFT, only a few people get it. Like an NFT? Yeah. I don't get that. I don't need you to watch every TV show, but like read the news once in a while. No. An NFT is a non-fungible token. It is a piece of media, art, or whatever you would like it to be that can be distributed via blockchain. And when you receive it, you get a uh, proprietary version of it that only you have. You are the only one that has access to it. It is essentially like buying art digitally, but you are the only person that gets it. It is not only done with art, but it can be mostly done with art. And it appraises and revalues very aggressively, just like, say, something like a Bitcoin which also uses blockchain okay that does make sense travis had made a tweet right when nfts were getting big when he's like uh i'm tired of these nfts i'm gonna make because it's non-fungible tokens he's like i'm gonna make super fungible tokens (laughs) you could fungible the hell out of me (laughs) that does sound like something travis would say Speaking of Travis, let's get into this episode. Okay. As I speculated last episode, we would learn about our boy Fitzroy's new magic, but everyone leveled up. So let's hear about that. Yeah. So they leveled up two whole levels, putting them at 13, which is a a great 
place to uh, start a final fight sequence. Level yes. 13, if I, de- if I do say so myself. I do. I like high, high level stuff. So like if I ever get up. 13 if I... is high level. That is the thing that's so funny. You've been so spoiled. I have been spoiled because you put us up to like 15 or something when it was Like most our campaigns and campaign. at like level 10. I know. Do you remember when we had to kind of like bargain and convince RJ to let us be level 10 for the fight against Strahd? Yes. And he was like, the path you chose, you only go up to nine, you guys. I don't know what to tell you, but we needled him so much. But like, wouldn't it be super cool if we could be level 10? That's when I get magical secrets. I have a lot of plans for that. And like every single week when we came together to play, I was like, so when are we going to like level up to 10? Like, Actually, we just wore him down and he was like fine level 10 yes we did i will say he probably regretted that i think he did because that final strahd battle because we were supposed to have essentially two encounters with strahd Mm -hmm. and we defeated him in the first one because we just everyone did such creative moves Mm-hmm. that just were the exact right move to like i Take literally when it ended i could tell that rj was like um all right that's it we're done <laughs> he was not prepared for it to end there because i think i think it was supposed to be like we almost get him and then he escapes and then we have the true final fight or whatever but we mm-hmm. were just like no strad it's it's the end of the line for you sucko yeah as soon as we found him in the castle i think all of us were like no holds barred this is it just Go after him. And like you said, we all made the right decisions and had the right roles to support it. And he, Strahd, had poor enough roles to where he died. He got defeated. <laughs> it just happened. It was wild. Oh, man. That Strahd campaign was so fun. Shout outs so to RJ. Great oh, he did such a great job. And he listener of the pod. <laughs> he is a listener of the pod. Miss you, RJ. Miss you too. I hope, uh, you know, I'll try to set something up. I'm trying to reconnect with some people uh, as we're running, rolling into 2021 and we could see people again. Yeah, those vaccines are like so cool. <laughs> love a good microchip i'm kidding (laughs) i am also vaccinated by the time this releases i will be fully vaccinated i believe one million percent of vaccines i and microchips i'm excited about it (laughs) honestly if this is a microchip so the government can track me they're gonna be very bored very quickly i take the same path (laughs) i'm bored of her path that i'm like her best friend exactly oh in case you're wondering we're friends again after last episode yeah we we stopped being friends we yeah. made up. <laughs> it was a pretty dark place there for a while without yeah, PJ. No. Uh, we actually took like a month in between recording. We did. To like really know. hash things out. Yeah. And like a lot of things were said. A lot of things we apologized for. Tears were shed. But you know, it ended up working out. We actually now co-parent a cat. We do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Snippers Jr. And like therapy for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so argo we did not get a cat by the way we do no. not have a podcast cat though I, who knows maybe now we should <laughs> a podcast cat oh my god a podcast kind of, a podcast where we one weekend it's mine one weekend it's yours and i get it every <laughs> other christmas <laughs> oh my gosh uh so argo took the telekinetic feat so he has invisible mage hand whoop, so whoop. i mean he kind of essentially fake took a level in arcane trickster rogue because that's like what you get in arcane trickster i mean not on purpose right i just think he took the telekinetic feat but part of arcane trickster is you get an invisible mage hand yeah so that it can help you with your sneak attack and he also got another roguish archetype called elegant maneuver yep yep master fear bulk added two more to his wisdom and didn't take any new spell slots or new spells which is a lie and an accurate because that's just not how that works that's not how that works but justin (laughs) 
no more no additional feats no additional wild shapes no nothing he's just like i did i got nothing and i'm just like god justin you're you're just like everyone else <laughs> right about he, this he's done that this entire campaign right every if you other had listened one. to justin about this campaign he got nothing since level three <laughs> he has gotten nothing maybe he just got a couple dexterity points that one time maybe this time he I got yes maybe i guess his wild shape got wilder and he this time he took some wisdom but that's been it he's got nothing else since three which is so wild because druids i think are one of the classes that get the most they there's yes. spell druids get so much stuff and like their spell books are insanely huge this druids get so many spells <laughs> Justin, it's just funny. And especially like you have someone like Argo who like lets us know everything he gets. Like Clint is always like, yeah, this turn I got this skill that I'm never going to properly use. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get so, gosh, I, you know, knowing that we're this close to the end really kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Knowing that Argo never truly got to be a great rogue. He didn't. And I honestly still kind of blame Travis a little bit, but I also blame Clint. I mean, yeah, Clint didn't read it fully. Yeah. Well, I think Travis unknowingly nerfed him because he just didn't understand the rules. Right. Yeah. He had the old playbook. Well, and even outside of the old playbook stuff, like there's just stuff like where he's like, he just hasn't let him do things that even world playbook, but he was just like, I don't think that's how that works without like really Rakish kind of researching Audacity. it. They've never properly used Rakish Audacity. I don't even nope. know if Clint's ever even thought about using Rakish Audacity. He might not even know about it, to be perfectly honest. He explained honest. it when he got it in the level. And we were like, it's so cool. Because like Elegant Maneuver, right? So it. Elegant Maneuver, I think it's something where you you can use a bonus action to like gain advantage on like an athletics check or something. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, it's more to be able to, like, jump over, like, a barrel or something that's in your way. Like, jump over obstacles on your way in a fight. That'd be super helpful. Yeah, and it's super, it's a super cool move. Like, he's at least letting us know about it. But, like, honestly, I bet if in the final fight they have to, like, run across, like, banisters to get to him, he won't use it. No, he's just going to create more water. He's going to create a water slide or something. <laughs> and it's going to be sick AF. But I'm going to oh, be like, yeah. could you use elegant maneuver? I just, man, the amount of times in this campaign that Rekish Audacity would have just been a killer and a half. But you know what? He could have used Rekish Audacity and he still would have rolled a 1d6 in additional sneak attack damage because they don't know how to rogue. They don't know how to rogue. And it's so sad because rogues can be so cool. And like even you said, rogues can break the game so easily. Kind of like Elephant Room. There's not even that much combat in this campaign to begin with, anyways. Mm-mm. But anytime there is, like, Argo would just wreck if they understood the proper rules. Argo would have been their heaviest hitter. 100%. Because Fitzroy would always go back and forth between magic and barbarian. So, yeah, no, Argo would have been the one taking people out left and right if yeah. he had been rolling properly. Fitzroy was completely rebuilt. As we anticipated he would be. Yeah, and he's no longer a wild magic sorcerer. He's actually... I like that he kept his levels in Barbarian as levels in Barbarian. Because mm-hmm. he still has the same, like, you know, 10 levels in... Or is it 9 levels in Sorcerer? I forget. I think it's 9 and because he had to take another one when his yeah magic i think it's nine sorcerer for barbarian yes i think so but he is now a storm sorcerer and a path of storm barbarian Ugh, that's so perfect for fitzroy with the yeah. thunderman theming Which i don't know if i ever have said this but i remember at one point when the thunderman stuff started happening i was like i don't know why he's not just a storm sorcerer and i feel like i went on this whole tangent about how cool storm sorcerers were i feel like yeah. this happened but i cannot confirm it 
No, I think you did because you talked about Storm Sorcerers. You talked about Gloomstalker Rangers. Yeah. And like one of the cleric mm-hmm. level so, things I mean, you can take. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, this one, I'm not saying I told you so because I think I was just like, this would be an interesting build for him. But still, I told you so and I was right. Just like last episode. <laughs> That's really, honestly, that's all that graduation was here for was just so PJ could go on a podcast. I could make predictions in episode three and have them all come true. Yeah, yes. I agree. <laughs> and now it's all been recorded and Travis's life is complete. Yeah, he exactly. Did, yeah. So Festa wakes up Argo and Master Fearbolg after their bender last night. Uh, they're both in a pretty bad way after their fairy party. <laughs> Fitzroy returns to the group from finding his magic and collects them to get back to the school. Festo and Gordy are working together to connect to the elemental plane of Earth and send the boys there to find the Zorn. Yay! Oh my god. I mean, we already, you knew the Zorn was going to come back. I've been known. You've been known. I will say, I 100% thought we were never going to see the Zorn again when he left after he signed their that one legal document they'd gotten yeah to prove that he was at fault for the destruction yeah 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 where he like xoxo have a great summer you know sort of thing so i'm so happy he's back because i didn't see well he's about to be back yeah about to be uh the boys remember that before he left the zorn did tell them he had gmail or geology mail if you will (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they can try to contact him that way which would involve writing a message on a rock then slamming it into the ground they find this (laughs) out by talking to a rocky pine a rocky pine who uh sounds a little bit like elmo ish like i like the voice he uses for him I know what I'm getting myself into. I can do an Elmo voice. It's been years. Um, sounds like it's about to be seconds because you're about to do it. Okay, so I can do an Elmo voice. It's not good. <laughs> that was more than passable. I hear the applause raining down from the around the world. <laughs> around, around the world. Oh, God. There you have you to go. do the rest of the podcast in that way. <laughs> You don't want to... No one would listen to that. <laughs> I think... Comment below if you would listen. <laughs> would you want to edit that is my next question. I don't care. I'd do it for I'd do it for the gram. You, you had to edit Geronimo at one point, and that, you said, is, like, hideous. No, that is not accurate. That is editing a nightmare for a different reason. That's because we were bad at recording podcasts back then. <laughs> But that was Uh, amazing, and I'm glad I got that. And now all of our listeners have that, too, so. Hello, everyone. It's me, PJ, your host, producer, and friend. Here's always to thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you're enjoying the episode. Keep up with all new episodes by following us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Taz. On Facebook, you can also find the official Taz group, where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, talkin-taz.pinecast.co, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Links to all of that can be found in the show notes. If you're enjoying the show, tell your friends about it and leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. Thanks for tuning in. Now, back to the podcast. So, you know, Elmo explains to them uh, how to send the Gmail and they send him a message and Zorn, they send it wrong at first, but they send it right the second time as the Zorn enters through a rock, thrilled to see the boys again. And the Zorn talks to them 
talk which to them? he couldn't before could he no he def they had conversations but i thought he was like very minimal verbiage like he couldn't speak very clear english or am i misremembering that no i remember him he was like no really you're mad right because he was like hungry hungry want yeah. jabs in my brain it was fed. very much just like he could use like a handful of words but you're right he had full vocabulary he did it's just when he's hangry yes 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 once they fed him he was fine I th- or once they got him out i think he was fine yeah yeah i don't know if you got these vibes i definitely got flashbacks to clark from oh Balance. yeah for sure he had yeah. very, a similar voice to clark and like that same vibe where we just kept coming across clark and he was like oh my god my friends you <laughs> Not- killed my dog <laughs> I mean, Clark was magically influenced into thinking that they were friends. But whenever he came back, it was exciting. Yeah. Yeah. As they pack up some rocks for the Zorn snack, aka some straight up diamonds. Just, that's insane. (laughs) They fill up their bags and take the portal back. Back in our plane, the team, uh, the team is now Zorn, Althea, Hieronymus, Gordy, and the Thundermen. Mm-hmm. Althea mm-hmm. shows them a shiv that she was able to get from the hog as a sacred weapon called the Serpent's Tooth. Is that a real You item? should always assume most items are a homebrew and stuff like this. Okay. Might as well, right? Even if you were using a real thing, give it a funner name. <laughs> Fitzroy gives it to Argo because he's like, you're the rogue. Also, I think he like is so disappointed in it. He's like, ew, gross. I don't even want to touch it. Argo, take it. <laughs> I know. But I think logistically it's a smarter choice, but Fitzroy doesn't care about the smarter choice. He just doesn't want it. It's true. Laura says it's almost like God poison, but she's unclear as to what it will do and says to take it with a grain of salt. So you have to stab someone with, with this and then give them a grain of salt? No, you have to take it with a grain of salt. So it's like you take a pill with food. Mm-hmm. You have to take the knife. Like you have to eat the knife eat with the a knife. grain of salt oh and then you become god poison exactly and got then you have to have it. the god eat you and then they'll die but you'll also die but that's how you make the sacrifice for the greater good that's just good storytelling that's just good storytelling and honestly that's just good storytelling that's our from- merch <laughs> that's just good storytelling i would buy that whatever it was whatever it's on i'm buying it <laughs> But we did establish last episode, all these boys are ready to lay their lives down so they can take this with a grain of salt and problem solved. Order, chaos, gone. Don't you dare take it with a grain of pepper. No, because then you're going to implode. 100%. You become God's superpower and they eat you and now they're like double gods. Yeah. They're super mecha gods. So you got to really make sure that you have your salt and your pepper separate and take the right one. Ladies and gentlemen, salt and pepper. (laughs) Salt and pepper. Peppa! The group approaches Groundsy's hut from the rear, which is locked, but Argo could, according to Griffin, sneeze or wink at the lock and it would unlock itself. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> this is so the only right. thing they get right about rogues. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. At some point, you just have such a big bonus that yeah. it's like, unless you're rolling out one, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Argo successfully unlocks the door and gets them inside, and Groundsy greets them, uh, wondering what his best friends are doing in his hut. <laughs> and call oh out uh, for. I didn't listen to this episode before this session of our campaign, but I did a very similar thing in our campaign where I had an NPC who was like, what do you mean you guys don't remember me? I like know everything about you guys. Oh my God. I have his name in my notes, but I forgot it already. Wow. That's a real shame. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) I introduced, like, I was like, yeah, you guys go through the camp and it's the first encampment that has like the people from the order. And they're like, well, we're going to go to the person who's in charge. And I'm like, do you know any of these people's names? Like you've worked with them. You haven't taken time to meet any of them. (laughs) And they go up to the guy and he's like, oh my God. And he just calls them all by their full names. And it's like, it's so good to see you. Like, (laughs) 
and they're all been? like hey man except Hi. for clove who was the one that was like i'm so sorry i do not know you yeah clove is always the bigger person on the team and just is so honest and so sweet which is why everyone loves clove i've told this to noelle before she's like i don't know why everyone always wants clove to live i'm like because clove is like the nice one it's true but yeah this is very similar to the joke <laughs> that i ran in my campaign oh of my the God. like Groundsy being like, oh my god, it's my best friends, Argo Keen, Argonaut Keen, and the Master Fearbog, and Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt. Knight in absentia, I guess, Knight now of the Realm of Goodcastle, no longer in Knight absentia. in present. <laughs> <laughs> I am, we can let the wiki show, I am on the lookout for Jermaine writing their next novel in this well, hut somewhere. they, honestly, we were wrong about Jermaine being able to use the space, because there's no room with all of these porcelain unicorn figures filling the place. Which is so... I instantly got visions of like that house in California that had all the mannequins posed all around. Oh, see? I just figured Gramsci was a brony. And it was was just full of like, you know, like a man cave where he was like, he has a fedora and he's like, m'lady. And it's like full of My Little Pony porcelain dolls. I mean, he could be a brony too. I just, all those real estate pictures where you have like dolls sitting in the background and it was so creepy and sinister. That's where my brain went. I didn't think brony, but that's funny. I think that's more accurate to what he's trying to depict here. I probably, yes. I went very creepy. He's been collecting and selling them on GBay and Mm -hmm. he even quit his job at the school to do this full time. And I'm like, (laughs) how do you get to stay on the school property? That makes no sense. I mean, Hieronymus and Hagelmas have been pretty busy. I don't know if they have time to like- I guess they don't have time to notice. Dan, can you imagine if you just got to live somewhere rent-free because the landlord was too busy to notice? What a dream. What an actual dream. I just, I live here. My landlord, like, yeah, he forgot about that he owns this. He forgot that he owns this. (laughs) So I just took it over and it's mine now. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially what squatting is. But usually, sometimes, uh, most times with squatting, people do know they own it. They just can't get the person out. Yes, exactly. The boy's so groundsy that he has to go with his unicorns. So he helps him pack them up and send him on his way before the Zorn gets down to business to defeat the Huns. Down to business. Yep. I went the same way. They leave Gordy to stand guard at the hut to protect their rear, and he says to check in with Rainier before they head into the school. He's such a good dad. I mean, that's probably all that he actually cares about. I mean, yeah, because he's a good dad. Once inside, they go up to Jackal's office to check on Hig and Gray. Jackal, Dakota, Sabor, Mosh, and Marie are all in the office. You know, generally the ones we know from the Unbroken Chain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Fitzroy asks what's going on. Jackal fills us in. Jackal the Jackal Rodriguez fills us in. Yes. Or, you know, our listener Jackie said that's her full name, actually. Oh, I didn't. I always assumed it was like Jacqueline or something. I didn't know it was Jackal. Yeah, it's Jackal the Jackie Rodriguez. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So there you go. That's we accidentally full named her on this podcast. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, so our listener, Jackie, fills us in saying this, uh, <laughs> saying this army of demons came up from the ground. So he informed the headmaster who is a demon prince. So he and Hig <laughs> cast a spell to protect the school. And they've been in this holding pattern ever since. According to Gray, these are his demons, but he doesn't have control over them anymore. It's order and chaos that have taken over them. And I was like, yeah, no, duh. Not to Gray, but they were kind of like, what's going on here, Gray? And I was I know. like, did you not remember the opalescent eyes they had? Yeah, bunch of dummies. Right? I was like, Travis made it a point to say. Like, he made it abundantly clear what's happening here. Exactly. So the fact that Gray's like, literally, this isn't my fault. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. 
Talking through everything, it seems if we can get Gray back to the rift in the Godscarred Chasm slash cavern now, Mm -hmm. he can take control over his horde again, and he's back at home, so it's kind of like a win-win for everyone. You do have your point, though, from a couple episodes ago where he never promised he wouldn't come back. I know, but at this point, like, I feel like he's like that, like, bad guy turned good trope. Mm -hmm. I do love that At first, it was like a reluctant assembly, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. He's like really grown to like these boys. He really does like these boys. And I it's so fun for me to have Hig and Gray working together because yeah. they've literally been pitted against each other this entire time. But yeah. now they're doing this thing. And it's so nice. I love this so much. <laughs> I love Gray being friends. Yeah. Fitzroy has Grey put the truth ring on and asks him if he's going to turncoat on them and massacre everyone once he's back in hell. And Grey, after a very long pause, says probably not because Fitzroy's <laughs> fun and this has been one of the most interesting weeks he's ever had. And he's like a demon prince for him to be like, this was actually kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> no. And again, this is, this is what we were saying, right? Like, I don't think he's going to, you know, literally they ask him this time, like, are you going to screw us over after this is all over? And mm-hmm. he's like, no, probably not. He doesn't promise. It's not a promise, like, which I think that's just the devil or demon in him, knowing mm-hmm. that you shouldn't make promises you can't keep. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the fact that he was like, no, not probably not. I've had a lot of fun here with you guys. I mean, that's that's progress. Then it's so nice. Again, I love it. Hieronymus verifies the plan, namely that this demon he's worked his whole life to thwart is going to help them destroy the school that he spent his whole life to build. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the boys are like, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) The boys agree. And Hieronymus kind of has to take a long pause. Like, he's very much like, ah, like, this is what I've worked for, and he's everything I've worked against. And the Thundermen are kind of like, look, this school, like, you did a lot of good with it, but then a lot of bad also came from it. This is, like, a legacy you don't want. But being exactly. the person that sacrifices it for the good of everyone, that is the legacy you want. And that's what snaps Hieronymus into realizing it. And they're also kind of like, you. and he's like, what would I do after this? He's like, you've been pretty good at this. And he's like, yeah, I've missed adventuring. I could... I can take that back up. It reminded me of the conditions that you have set for like every encounter we go into where if we like say a phrase or a word, you'll you'll like hear us out or like the encounter will go differently. And Travis even makes it a point to be like, it's when you say legacy, that's what stops him and makes him think about this. You can be persuasive all you want, but just you you can't just be like, yeah, you know that guy that you've been fighting for millennia? Like, he needs to destroy your school for the greater good. Like, you know? <laughs> so I think it's, see, it's yeah. about making the right argument, making the right point. And once they do, like, it's easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, or yeah, you know, cheesy. like, uh, exactly. Uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I've missed adventuring. And you know what? If you guys can stop the apocalypse, I'll shut down the school. And, and they come to that agreement. The best deal that they could have gotten, honestly. Yeah. Gray calls everyone over and the group sees a figure moving through the horde of demons. And it's the Commodore. His Oof. eyes so white, they're practically glowing. He smiles up at Argo on the one balcony the school has, steps up to the barrier, hands white with chaos or order magic, we don't quite know, Mm -hmm. and rips the barrier apart with his bare hands as the episode fades. The Commodore, now like the Super Mecha Chaos Order Commodore. The Super Mecha Chaos Commodore. The Commodore. That's funny. I mean, but then that means that 
Argo's vision was a vision. Exactly, right? right? Like it's it, it was based on the way that the Fearbugs worked. Realistically, we can imply that Argo could have interacted more with that scene. Travis didn't really let him, but mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. But like, you know, he was seeing what was happening, which is Chaos and Order were he, they were letting him out. And it's very creepy to me that in both instances, the Commodore is like looking at Argo specifically, like he's coming for Argo. Well, Argo's like his only obstacle, really, right? Like Argo's the one that took it all away from him, ultimately, mm-hmm, exactly. because he's the one who revealed his murder of Shabri. Exactly. He's the Argo's the problem. Without yeah. Argo in the picture, Commodore would have had a great life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's not surprising that he's the, the ire of his eye. <laughs> His E-Day fix. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Look at you with your fancy words. Thank you. I don't no, know a lot it was, about... It was an insult. That's why. <laughs> oh, oh. Look, God, look at you with your fancy words. You think you're so much better than everybody else. Just start punching walls. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than me? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> Oh, uh, gosh. No, but th- that's exactly what it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's his white whale. His, oh, yeah, his Moby Dick. Yeah, but he's the only huge dick around here. <laughs> but actually, though, <laughs> I'm so excited for the boys to fight, like, fight, fight the Commodore. Oh, yeah, they're going to mess this man up. It's going to be a I hard fight, so. though, because he's empowered as heck. By gods. By gods. But, yeah, we'll see how that fight goes, but... That's all we have for you guys this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until next time, I have been PJ. And I have been Lauren. And we'll see you next time when we are once again talking Taz. Taz.